Here's a blessing to bring back on season by the word today. We pray you get something out of what you hear from God today. Gonna preach to you out first thing of chapter four today about Ichabod. Ichabod is when the Spirit of the Lord departs from us. And I'm afraid that the Spirit of the Lord is departing from us more every day. I'm afraid and concerned, more likely concerned, that the Spirit of the Lord is departing from us as Christians in the church body and inside the church and outside the church. And in 1 Samuel chapter 4, it says the word of Samuel come to the Israelites and the Israelites went to fight with the Philippians and 400 of them was killed. And you know what they said they would do? They would go get the Ark of the Covenant that it would protect them. So they went and got it from Eli's two sons, Phineas and Hawkeye, and they took it back to their tent. And the Israelites praised the Lord. They shouted praises. And you know what the Philippians done? Philippians, they said, what's that noise? We're afraid of these people. And they said, we're going to go down there and kill them and take the ark from them. And you know what they done? They went down there and they killed 30,000 people, it says. Killed Eli's two sons and took the ark. And you know, somebody had to go back and tell Eli that his two sons was dead. That the Ark of the Covenant had been took from the people. And he was sitting on the fence. He was 90 year, 98 year old in age. His eyes was dim. His vision was dim. He was elderly. And when they told him about his two sons being dead and the Ark being gone, he fell off that fence and broke his neck and he was dead. And then his daughter-in-law, Phineas's wife, found out that the ark had been taken, that her daddy-in-law had died, that her husband had died, the father of her son getting ready to be born. And she went into labor because she was pregnant and she had a child and she called it Ichabod, meaning the Spirit of the Lord had departed. You know what? The Israelites thought that the Ark of Covenant could protect them. And you know what? They went to fight because they thought that it would protect them. I'm here today to tell you that there's just one thing that can protect us in this world, and that's the Spirit of the Lord. The Lord is the only thing that can protect us. You know what, in the next few weeks, the past few weeks, the day that we're speaking and preaching this sermon, me and my mom had to go to the grocery store she wanted to go. So I went with her and I prayed with her before she got out of the vehicle because we believe in prayer. We believe that God can protect us in every situation that we get in. And I believe God watched over her and kept her safe. And you know, Prayer changes things today. You have to have the protection of the Lord. We're going to have, have to have more protection of the Lord. Maybe he get word that we will pray before we do anything. That's what we're supposed to do anyhow. 
Maybe he'd get us where we'll thank God for the food that we're eating. Maybe he'd get us where we pray over every meal because we would be more thankful to what God has. Preaching to you about the Spirit of the Lord departing today. You know, when God is welcome in a country, and when he's a Christ-like country, that's when you have the Spirit of the Lord like never before. Here in the country that we live in, this past Monday, when we're preaching this sermon, they passed laws for ungodly people. The Bible says that good would be evil and evil would be good before the return of the Lord. And you know what? We had to have the Spirit of the Lord to draw people unto the Lord. If you're listening this day and you're lost, we, we hope and pray the Spirit of the Lord draws you to be saved by His grace. You know, in the day of Noah, they had to have the Spirit of the Lord draw people to Jesus. And the Spirit of the Lord left. And you know what? Sodom and Gomorrah, the Spirit of the Lord left. In the day and time we're living in because we're allowing so much sin in this country, in this world, the Spirit of the Lord's going to leave. You know what? You go to some church services and you'll be able to feel the Spirit of God there. You know, some people think they have to run and jump and shout to feel the Spirit of God. You know what? We need some of the humble Spirit of God in a church. We need some people to say, Thank you, Jesus, for being able to cry and feel your presence. You know what? It'd be better feeling the presence of the Lord crying and saying, Thank you, Jesus, for feeling your presence, than running and jumping and nobody can hear you say, Thank you, Jesus. I like being able to hear people say, Thank you, Jesus, for feeling the presence of the Lord. We need more of the presence of the Lord in our churches. There's a sign. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. When people walk in my house, I want them to feel the presence of the Lord. Talking to you about Ichabod being broke on people's houses and about church buildings today. Used to, I've told you this many times, that the parking lot, you can feel the Spirit of God like never before when you just got on the parking lot. Now you can't even feel it most times inside the church buildings. When you go inside the building, that might have been why God's been wanting us to get outside the building because he ain't in the building much no more. His presence ain't in the building much no more. He ain't welcome to most of the church buildings anymore. So he decided that he would just shut everything down. You know what? If God ain't welcome, he just close everything down. If God ain't welcome, he just get up and leave. You know why? Because God's a gentleman. God won't stay where he ain't wanted. And I think as born-again Christians, if somebody don't want us somewhere, we need to get up and leave. If the presence of the Lord ain't there, we don't need to be there. I'll never forget. A long time ago, I went to preach at this church. The people I was with, the Spirit of the Lord wasn't there. And I told the people I was with, I said, get up, we're leaving, the Lord ain't here. They said, what are you supposed to preach? I said, I can't preach here. The Lord ain't here. Before I can preach anywhere, the Lord has been there. We had to have the Spirit of the Lord inside the building, outside the building, wherever we preach. This day, 
that we're recording this sermon, I've sat on this couch here and prayed out to God that God would bless these sermons. I've listened to the Bible, and this is what I decided that God wanted me to preach about today. It's about the Spirit of the Lord departing. And you know what? When the Spirit of the Lord departs from this world, the Lord's going to come back. And it's going to be a twinkling of an eye. And you know what? You better get in while you can. You better get right with God while you can. While you can feel the Spirit of God drawing you to Him, you better give your life to Jesus and live for Him like never before. While you can go inside a church house, you better go inside. While you can listen to church through Facebook, you better do it. I'm just going to tell you, there's a day and time coming that you won't be able to listen to preaching through Facebook. You won't be able to go inside the house of God. You know what? I feel just as much of the presence of the Lord sitting in my house here as any church building I walk inside of. You know why? Because he walks with me and he talks with me and he goes everywhere I go. You know when Jesus goes everywhere we go, we'll be able to feel him wherever we are. You know what? I've been in people's vehicles and we've had church inside the vehicle. I was inside a vehicle of these people once. And they went and shouting and praising God. And they almost wrecked because of it. But you know what? It was a good time. The Lord, you know what happened? They didn't wreck because God was in the vehicle. When God's in the house, everything will be all right. When God's in the building, everything will be all right. When God's in the car, everything will be all right. I'll never forget when I was little, growing up in the holiness church. They were people getting the spirit. And they would run around the church house so many times and they would fall and knock their brains out. And they would get right back up and go right back at it. You know why they could do that and not get hurt? Because God was in it. When God's in it, it'll be all right. But I'm afraid the Lord has got up and he's left us. And I know he said he'd never leave or forsake his people. But I don't know if this country is God's people no more. I'm just telling you a fact. God's with me. God's with you if you belong to him. But I'm talking about the lost people. I'm talking about the people that don't live for him. I'm talking about most of the church today. You know what? We went to modern day music. We went to modern day preaching. We went to modern day prayer one minute at the most. Here the preacher by the name of Jim Simba. He said he went to a church. They met him before he went in the church and said, We'll have this many minutes praying. We'll have this many minutes singing. And then you can preach this long. And he said at the end of the preaching, he said, Can I pray this long? And they said, No, you can't pray that long. And you know what? He said he went and preached. And nothing happened. You know why he said he not, that nothing happened? Because they had it all planned out before he walked in the building that they was going to have their way and not God's way. You know what? A lot of churches will give you a program when you walk into them today. This person's going to sing, and that's great. I believe in having a plan. I believe in structure in the church, but there's such a thing as too much structure. 
we're going to have this person sing that and sing, and then we'll come up and preach. And then the service will be over by 12. You'll be home by 12, 15. And then you'll be back that night at 6. Church being over at 7. Or 7.30 at the longest. You know what? We put God on the time scale. But you know what? God's time is the right time. I want to feel the presence of the Lord when I'm in church service. I pray and hope that you feel the presence of God when you hear this today. I pray that you hear something, some, something from heaven today. I pray that whatever you're going through today, that God would help you with it. I pray whatever situation you're in today, that God help you with it today. I pray God would just bless you and bless you for listening to this sermon today. I, I pray that God would meet every need that you have according to the riches and glory today. I pray that God would bless your church like never before again. I pray God would bless your business again like never before again. I pray that Ichabod wouldn't be over our homes, our churches, our ministries. Because I want the Spirit of God to be felt when I pray. You know, a few months ago I recorded a thing for a book of a man. You know what? So many people's called that man and wrote that man. We feel the presence of the Lord when we hear that audio book, that chapter. You know what? People better be able to feel the presence of the Lord when they hear us preach. They better be able to say, I left hearing from heaven. They better not say, I heard so-and-so preach. I heard so-and-so sing. We better be able to say, we hear the songs of Solomon. We, we hear the hymns. We hear the word of God. And we felt God. You know what? I'm just going to tell you this today. When the presence of the Lord is in the house and in the midst of things, it makes a difference. I, I'm one of these preachers that still believe in God answering prayers and God's healing. I believe God can heal anything. Me and my mom prayed over her refrigerator a few weeks ago. And she put grace, grace, grace on a piece of paper because God laid it on my heart. The refrigerator went back to working. You know what? I still believe God heals today. You know what? I believe if you get in the presence of the Lord that God can heal you if he sees fit, if he chooses to. I prayed for a lot of people this year that's been healed in heaven already. I prayed for some that's been healed on this earth. I thank God for the healing power of God today. And you know what? It takes the spirit of the Lord for people to be healed. It takes the spirit of the Lord for people to be set free today. It takes the spirit of the Lord for the captive to be set free and the brokenhearted to be binded. It takes that spirit to be able to do that. You know what? I can pray with people and I can feel the presence of the Lord. I can preach to you here today. I feel the presence of the Lord. I feel that God's going to move for some people that's hearing this today. I believe some of you need to be encouraged today. I believe some of you need more of the Spirit of God. How do we get more of the Spirit of the, God, the Lord? How do we get more of the presence of the Lord today? God wants you to hear this. 
You read your word, the Bible, B-I-B-L-E. You read here. You read the word of God every day. My mom starts out the day by praying and reading the word of God every day. Praise God for a godly mama. You pray and read the word of God every day, and you'll see God make a difference in your home. You'll see more of his presence. You'll see him do things for you that you wouldn't think that he could do. He'll do things that you wouldn't never imagine he could do. I thank God wants you to hear this today, that we serve a great God today. We serve a big God today. We don't serve a small God. We serve a large and charge God. We serve the master today. The master that says peace to the storm and the storm stops. But you know what? You have to have the spirit of the Lord to be able to lay hands on people and they being able to be healed and recovered. You have to have the spirit of the Lord to be able to pray for people and it make a difference. You have to have the spirit of the Lord on your life to be able to preach and it make a difference to people. You have to have the anointment, which is the Spirit of God, the anointing. You know what? That's what most preachers and most churches have lost today. It's the anointing. We need the anointing like never before. We need the anointing on our houses. We need the anointing on our cars. We need the anointing on our refrigerators. We need the anointing on our couches in the recliners that people have they lost and they come in and sit down. That's, they feel the Spirit of God so strong they have to get up and leave. We need the Spirit of the Lord so strong on our beds. We need the Spirit of the Lord on our refrigerator, on the groceries in our refrigerators. You know what? If we have the Spirit of the Lord on everything we got, there won't be no epidemic on it. Don't be no virus homie. Because the spirit of the Lord would be covenant so strong. That's the reason we can't have Ichabod on our homes. We can't have Ichabod on our churches. We have to have the presence of the Lord. We have to have the spirit of the Lord on everything we do. You know what? We need the spirit of the Lord on our finances and our money. I think God's wanting somebody here. If you let him, he'll pour the Spirit out on your money like never before. He'll make ways where there seems to be no ways. He'll open doors where doors are shut that you wouldn't think ever would be open. I think God wants you to hear today. Don't let Kikabob be on your door. Let the presence of the Lord be on your door. You know, they took the Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites. They killed Eli's children. And Eli died. The woman lost her husband. She lost her father-in-law. She lost the Ark of the Covenant. But you know what? She still had a son. And she named it Ichabod because the Spirit of the Lord had departed. But she didn't know that she still had a son. You know what? A lot of people, they lose one thing and they think they've lost it all. We need to thank God for what He's blessed us with. We need to thank God for the little that He's given us. There's a lot of people's lost a lot of finances this year, a lot of people's lost loved ones. A lot of people's lost time with their friends and loved ones.
I've had a lot of time with my mom. I thank God for that. I've had time that I've lost with my friends this year, but not getting to be with them. Not getting to listen to the sporting events with them. Have a dear friend by the name of Trey Bodu. We watch sports together all the time. Go to his youngest sporting events. We ain't got to do that this year. I miss that. But you know what? God wants us to spend more time with him. And God just wants me to spend more time with him during this. And feel his presence like never before through this. And you know what? I believe God's wanted people to pray more through this. I believe that he's said you either get it or I'm leaving during this. You either get where you need to be with me through this or I'm going to write each about on this world. And I'm going to depart from this world. Christian people have had a lot of time to pray and seek God. They've had a lot of time to spend with God. More time than ever before. Have you took the time that God's given you and spent it with Him? Or you spent it doing things that you wanted to do? Reading books, sewing. I, I, I like listening to audio books too. If you got any good Christian audio books, send them to me. I, I love good Christian audio books. I love Christian mystery books, audio books. Got any? Send them to us and so on. I love listening to gospel music. But during this time, God has wanted me to listen to more preaching, more His Word. My mama, she's listening to a lot of preaching to this. How much preaching have you listened to through this epidemic, through this virus? How much time have you spent with your loved ones? I ain't talking about your friends. I'm talking about your loved ones, your mama, your children. And how much time have you spent talking about Jesus? We spend time talking about everything but what's important, which is Jesus. You know what? It's time that we get back where we need to be with God. If we don't get there, God's going to take his presence off this world. God's going to take his spirit out in this world. I don't know how much worse things going to have to get for us to turn to God. Everything that's happened this year and us not turn to God, that's a shame and a disgrace. We ought to be on fire for God like never before. When we go into the house of God, we shouldn't be afraid of nothing. The house should be running over. We should have to go sit in the vehicle for lost people to sit in the pews. But you know what? It ain't happen happening. You know why? Because people ain't getting what God would have them to get. People ain't experiencing what God would have them to experience during this time. People ain't spending time with God through this time. It's time that we get where we need to be with God. It's time we get closer to God. The Bible says, Die draw nigh to the Lord and he'll draw nigh unto you. You know what? If we're drawing nigh unto the Lord, he'll draw nigh unto us. If we want more of the presence of the Lord, if we want more of the Spirit of God, He'll give it to us. You know what the preacher should have done during the time that the church building should have been shut on Sunday nights when they wasn't having church because they wasn't doing Facebook Live? They should have went and sat in the church parking lot in the church building and prayed for the Spirit of God to come down like never before. God give preachers a lot of time to pray for their church buildings during this time. 
William Bowett Bingham leaves his church doors open all the time for people just to go in there and pray during the coronavirus. Very few people went in and prayed for the church. Preachers today, pastors, how many times have you just went in and sat down and prayed for your church and prayed for each church member during this crisis? We can't go inside and have church. The preacher can go, the pastor, anytime he wants to, in the building and sit down because he has a key and pray out to God. And you know what? You might pray at your house. That's good too for your church and congregation. I just think it's time we get more of the Spirit of God and our ministries in our lives, in our homes, in our families more than ever in history because if we don't get it now we'll never get it now is the time the day is the day of salvation work out your own salvation with fear and trembling it's time that you get where you need to be of Jesus there might come a day that you can't feel the presence of the Lord they might come a day and they will that you can't hear preaching there come a day, it's been 12, 13, 14 weeks in this country so far that you couldn't walk inside a church and sit down and experience church with church people. It, might be a, it will be a permanent thing before the Lord returns. You and after he returns, you won't hear no preaching. Won't be no church services after the Lord comes back. You've been left here. You've been left here, no preaching, no gospel singing, no presence of the Lord. And the mark of the beast have been here, the Antichrist. And most people will take the mark. But today, while there's time, give your life to Jesus. While you can feel the presence of God, give your life to Jesus. While you can hear the preaching, why you can read the Bible. Bible says to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. Do the work of God and not just to a hearer, be a hearer only. Don't just hear these sermons that we preach every week. Do something about it. Do what God would have you do every week of your life. I don't know what God have you do. I can't tell you what to do for the Lord. I can just tell you what God has me to do. And what God have me to tell you. I can't leave you like free. I can't save you. But I know the man that can save you. And he's on the right hand of his father. Making intercessions for you. And he's Jesus Christ. I know the man that can do all things for you. And he's Jesus Christ. I know the man that can give you peace that passes all understanding. And he's Jesus Christ. You might wonder why things has happened this year the way they have. I can't tell you exactly why, but I can tell you the man knows why, and that's Jesus. He knows all things. And I can tell you who holds it in his hand today. I can tell you who holds me in his hand, and that's the Lord. That's the reason I have peace today. In uncertain times, I have peace because God holds me in his hand. If he can't give you peace, Christian, that God holds you in his hand, what more do you want? 
that the Savior holds you in His hand. That should give you peace today. Knowing that Jesus is right at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. Knowing that Jesus loved you enough to die on the cross for your sins. If somebody loves us enough to die for us, they love us enough that they take care of us as a born-again Christian. I'm going to tell you this today, Christian. Worry not. Fret not. Because we serve God. We have the presence of the Lord. We have the Spirit of the Lord dwelling in us. So why should we worry? Why should we cry? Why should we be miserable? Because we just fleshy people. And that's the reason the Bible says deny the flesh, take up the cross, and follow Jesus daily. Because when we're in the flesh, we don't please God that much. But when we're in the Spirit, we please God. That's what I want to be today, is in the Spirit of God. When the church is in the flesh, it don't please God much. But when it's in the Spirit of God, that's when it pleases the Lord. When the Spirit of the Lord is in the house, it convicts sinners. And it just don't convict sinners. It saves them that comes up and asks him to save him. The Lord is the Spirit today. And I'm thankful for it today. If you need prayer, comment 606 Write us on Stevens Road, Manchester, Kentucky, 4962. And 332 Stevens Road. And write us on Facebook, Jason Road. May God bless you.